you know, something like that just to keep us going if we fall behind at some point and just need a quick reminder for folks that we're here. Well, speaking of short episodes, do you want to do you want to talk about the big three that happened recently? Big three. Um, yeah, so that would be um, Betty White, Betty White, Peter Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich, <laughs> and Sydney Poitier. All of them deserve their own Sydney Poitier. I hope I, that's it. Three yeah. is what we get, right? Three is mm-hmm. yeah. It usually happens in threes, and yeah. I always misspell Sydney Poitier's Poitier. last name. All these years, I've been throwing an R in there, and it's an R in there and it's not there. Well, I just wrote a bunch of squiggly lines for Peter Bogdanovich. I don't, I don't know. It's the B is clear, but the other rest And is what film is he famous for, Sam? Um, Peter, I, yes. I, I guess the last picture show yes. in Nashville. Yep. And I think that was Sybil Shepard's debut. I think, I think. It I'm was, sure. and I think Jeff Jeff Bridges is in it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Sybil was just like a model or, or something. She was not into acting. Before that, I believe that's the story. I'm not. Were they were they married? Oh God, I think he had a number of wives. (laughs) Yeah, well, she had a number of husbands. She had a number of husbands. Yeah, Um, I didn't pay attention to her until Moonlighting, um, mm -hmm. and and then I kind of learned after the fact that oh, well, hey, she's somebody big. Wait, let me look up Peter Bogdanovich real quick. Peter, damn it, done. Peter Bogdanovich. <clears throat> is that wiki? Are you? Or in it as well. Oh. oh my God. Look at this is like a who's who of. Yeah. Sybil Shepherd's in it. Peter Bogdanovich uh, is actually in it as well as a character DJ. Yeah. Cloris uh, Leachman, Jeff Bridges, Timothy Bottoms, Ellen Burstyn. Oh, must have be a baby in it. Um, Eileen Brennan, Randy Quaid, wow. Sam Bottoms, who he did some movies. I think. What year? That, what year is that? Because they must have been really young, super young. Jeff Bridges looks like he's about eighteen, and okay. they're supposed to be. Uh, it was released in 1971. Also, could have filmed it in color, but he filmed it in black and white. Yeah. Uh, he did a version of day. Oh, Paper Moon, of course. Yeah, Paper Moon as well. And what's up, Doc? So pretty. Paper Moon affected me very strongly as a child because I thought I'm Tatum O'Neill. That's me. I'm that <laughs> kid. Because you know, an age made up on TV and yeah, on the big screen rather. Um, my parents went to go see it. what. What was it rated? It can't be have been beyond PG. But I just remember, um, you know, only the adults were going to go see this movie with a kid in it. Yeah, there were lots of, you know, sexualized. Let's see. Rating was PG 1973. OK. Yeah, I didn't think it was like had an R, R rating. I mean, there were situ- adult mature situations, but I don't think you saw any nudity or the F bomb or anything like that. Right. Um. And I, you had mentioned last night that uh, in The Sopranos, Peter Bogdanovich a- acted yeah. the role of, oh my God, Lorraine, is that Lorraine Bracco? Yeah, I'm trying to, what was her name? Dr. Melfi. Yeah, her psychiatrist. Her psychiatrist. I had and forgotten that when. It was the first thing I remember 
but I, and that and last picture show. And I think what was neat was (laughs) all those years went by and I I'm watching Sopranos and I go, who is that guy? I know that guy. Yeah. He was a, you know, Bogdanovich was a pretty good actor. I thought. Yeah, he he was a presence and he was a film critic as well. So yeah. I guess he had it all all going on. Was he not the uh, life partner of? Oh God. Well, let me the look. Film, said the film Shepherd was a partner, but not married to. No, but um, I think I think his lover partner, um, the film star eighty. Oh, was it? Uh, uh Mariel. I'm not sure. Um, let's see who he's associated. It is the the Stratton story. Wait, let me look up Star. Wow, that was dir- he, and it was directed by um Bob Fosse. I did not know that. Oh, actress, star eighty actress, Mariel Hemingway. Yeah. Um. So let's see. H- hang uh, on. Who was she married to? Here we go. Dorothy Ruth Hoogstraten, known professionally as Dorothy Stratton, was a Canadian Playboy playmate, model, and actress. Stratton was the Playboy Playmate of the Month for August 1979. And I believe... A fan kill her or something? What was the deal yes. with her? Yes. Uh, I don't know if it was a fan or... Yeah. The, um, they, were, they were sort of together. Um, and there, there's a there's a 1982 Peter Bogdanovich reflects on girlfriend Dorothy Stratton on the Today Show. Uh, ABC 2020, Peter, how Peter Bogdanovich met Dorothy Stratton. Yeah. The horrific. Well, he's not. They've they've cleaned up both of their wiki pages, so maybe right. I'm not sure why. There's a video of it. Uh, Dorothy Stratton's relationship with director Peter Bogdanovich. I mean, he was pretty public about it. He was grief stricken about her death yeah. for years. I do seem to remember that. Yeah. And I don't yeah. even know why I know that much about that. Right. It might be, you know, when we when we cover some racy material, this is just a kind of segue that. But also Tracy Lords was kind of, you know, she was the underage, you know, uh, adult yes. film star. But then John Waters really kind of picked her up and and got her into some legit cinema yeah she was in some legit films and i thought she was i want to say back in the 90s sci-fi channel there was a series that she was in Mm. where she was a primary or a lead in in one of the roles in a series i could be wrong about that but it seems to be jogging something in my memory so sydney portier portier excuse my poor Pronunciation, pronunciation of his last name. Sydney. Some movies that you like by him, Sam. There's one called Lilies of the Field, the one that I was mentioning before, where he's sort of a uh, out of work guy, handyman kind of guy, and he ends up helping a convent, a very cloistered convent of nuns, and very different ideas, obviously, and uh, they come to an understanding. Let me see, Valley of the Lilies, Valley. What is it called, Valley? Valley of the Lilies. I did not Lily see Lily of the Valley, not Valley of the Lilies. Okay, Lilies of, of the Field. Okay, is a 1963 right. American comedy drama film adapted by James Poe from the 1962 novel of the same name by William Edmund Barrett and stars Sidney Poitier, 
Lilia Scala, Stanley Adams, and Dan Fraser. It's a lot of men for a convent. Um, it was produced <laughs> and directed by Ralph Nelson. They were in drag. <laughs> they were nuns in drag. Wait, the plot basically is, hold on, where is that plot? Um, Homer Smith. Why did it have to be Homer? But I guess because he's a, a drifter. Homer Smith, Sidney Poitier, wow. is an itinerant jack of all trades who stops at a farm in Arizona. Maybe it wasn't a convent farm in Arizona desert to obtain some water for his car. There he sees several women working on a fence very ineptly. The women who speak very little English introduce themselves as German, Austrian and Hungarian nuns. The mother superior, the leader of the nuns, persuades him to do a small roofing repair. He stays overnight, assuming that he will be paid in the next morning. Next day, Smith tries to persuade the mother superior to pay him by quoting Luke 10, 7. The laborer is worthy of his hire. Mother Maria Marte uh, responds by asking him to read another Bible verse from the Sermon on the Mount. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not, a, not arrayed like one of these. So she's trying to get out of paying him. Uh, Mother Maria <laughs> likes things done her way. The nuns have essentially no money and subsist by living on the land on what vegetables and arid climate provides and some milk and eggs. Even after being stonewalled when asking for payment, Smith persuaded Smith is persuaded to stay for a meal and agrees against his better judgment to stay another day to help them with other small jobs, always with the faint hope that Mother Maria might pay him for his work. <laughs> so so it's, uh, it's them kind of taking advantage, but I guess they learn from one another as well. I uh, And you also like to serve with love, which is oh, yeah. when everybody, when Whenever you ask anyone yeah. what their favorite Sidney Poitier movie is, it's I, well, we, we can cover the film. I just kind of yeah. wanted to do like a, a retrospective, like films that he's done that we liked. I, um, In the Heat of the Night is a favorite. My fi- father loved that film. My father loved Sidney Poitier. Poitier. Raisin in the Sun. Um, Raisin in the Sun, which we are probably going to cover in February. Yeah. We have a plan to do that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you wanted to do guests who's coming to dinner before I, that, right? I love that film. And we don't have to do that right away, but it is a film I, I want us to eventually do because I, the performances in that film are just the, yeah. the, um, the primaries. Was that Spencer Tracy's last film? Why wouldn't Catherine, uh, um, uh, Catherine Hepburn watch it, I wonder? She said it was too painful because of Spencer. Did well, he die? Well, they, they, yeah, I mean, they were... It's odd. I there's plenty out there now about Kate and her uh, bendiness. <laughs> Just yeah, that. yeah. Kate apparently yeah. had uh, enjoyed the pleasure of many, many, many women. <laughs> I I think so. Um, I think we should do. There are two films I'd love to do. One is directly with her. And that's uh, I think it's called Woman of the Year with Spencer Tracy. And she works as a high ranking sort of international journalist and he's mm-hmm. a sports journalist. And it's very cool. And she, she shirks all of the trappings of, of what women are supposed to do. And she's just this super brain. And the other one is maybe the aviator where she's portrayed. That's, and that's such a great film. Anyhow. Yes. Uh, she, this, the studios or publicly it was, it was known that they were a couple. I don't believe they ever got married, Spencer Tracy and 
Well, Kate he was Martin. a strict Catholic and would not divorce. You can fuck around, but you just can't divorce. Right. <laughs> so, um, but they were very, very, very close. Uh, was it a, you know, well, we're going to do a film called Carrington. Well, uh, <laughs> there was something uh, where, where, what was it said that Spencer Tracy eats from both sides of the buffet or something? That, about, yeah. How it was. That's why I really want to do the film Carrington because I, I think that, you know, it's a wonderful film that you can love another person and that love can be so profound, so deep that it absolutely transcends sexuality and yeah. gender. And uh, that's why I love Carrington's great film. So we'll, we're definitely going to do that, Sam. You don't, you may not know that <laughs> we're going to do that uh, down, that's fine. down the pipe. I, I would love to do that. And I, I sort of said it offhandedly, but I would really like to do a, a K movie, you know, something like Train to Busan or Parasite, because I think there's so many Americans that are idiots for not wanting to watch foreign cinema because, God, you have to read and we, they don't understand that you switch into automatic. I would love to do Parasite. Yeah. I started watching Parasite. Yeah. And something interrupted me probably life and i did not get yeah. to like and i was starting to you know you turn a movie on and you're just starting to get kind of cozy and you're watching yeah. and you're thinking the phone's off and nothing's yeah. gonna bother me dogs have been taken care of and and yeah. uh and then life broke in and i could never get back to it and i want i want to so i would love yeah. to do parasite and do it soon yeah it, it was really shocking because i was watching all these sweet gentle rom-com things um K K dramas and then Parasite just showed all right all right they've got it going on and right, then Train right. to Busan after that there's another film a foreign film that I would like to recommend it's called the the uh no the lives of others and it's right. a german film before and it takes place in eastern germany before the wall came down and you know everybody's spied upon right, right. and it follows the lives of a um of a playwright and an actress and, and how they're being observed and those who are observing them become enamored of their lives. And it's just a really good German film. Okay. That sounds good. Well, then I'm going to make you do, um, excuse me, yeah. Gotta clear the throat again. <clears throat> well, then we're definitely doing Indochine. Indo yeah. All three I, and a I half feel, hours of I Indochine. feel so embarrassed that I have not seen that yet. So definitely indishing to me that's a summer movie that's something that's just like when you run out of something to watch and and that is not me saying that indochine is is not a good movie indochine is just okay heartbreakingly just beautiful to look at okay. um the the visuals in that film but um catherine deneuve if you're a big catherine yeah. deneuve fan you'll like that film but it's, it's just beautiful so speaking, uh, speaking of catherine just beautiful saga too I, I've seen trailers for it and I don't know why I haven't seen that. It looks like it would be right down my alley and I just sort of missed the spot, I guess. And didn't see it yet. It is a long, it, it felt like a long movie, like a three hour is, saga. Is Michael Caine in that too? I'm trying to think. No, um, it is just a foreign film. It's in French and, you know, heavy themes of colonialism. Okay. But also this sort of beautiful romance and it it's just a really good film it, it's one of those films that makes you feel like english patient does okay and, and another you know, one that would be a hard one to but yeah you know english patient it, you know some people oh god the english patients like but most people that react that way are people that have not seen the movie 
I know. They took their cues from that awful Seinfeld episode where they mocked it relentless. Well, let's just wrap up with Betty White and we'll call it a day. So the movie that I always associate with her, her with, and I, I'm sure she's done other films. You said she's done several films early in her yeah. career, but Lake Placid. Yeah. Every, automatically, everyone thinks of Lake Placid. Yeah. But her, her TV career, uh, she had her own daytime talk show. Yeah. And uh, she was really progressive because they did not like one of her uh, cast members, a gentleman yeah. who, uh, Duncan, I think is yeah. the last name. And he did, he was a song and dance man and he was black. And the, the network said, nope, can't do it. And she's like, he stays. Yeah. And you need to deal with it. I, I liked her in, uh, there was a sh- short lived show called hot in Cleveland about this group of women who uh, they get stranded in Cleveland on their way back to LA and LA is all, you know, very, everybody's got to be look perfect and dress right. perfectly. And they, they end up having a layover in Cleveland and realize like they're really hot uh, for, by Cleveland standards. Yeah. And they, they run a house and Betty White comes with the house, you know, that's she, awesome. She's driven, and she's great in that. There, too, there's great people in that uh, Valley Bertinelli. And I, um, Oh shoot. What's that woman's the name? The woman that was in Frasier. And then the other woman yeah. that was in, yes. Uh, the Brooke, I think it was, she was in the Brooke Shields. Um, God, what is her name? I, I can't recall. But right. first things that come to mind would be Mary Tyler Moore show. She plays Sue Ann Nivens. Yes. Basically has happy homemaker. Who, yeah. Wendy Malick is the other actress. Right. Love Wendy Malick. Um, Golden Girls, which is strangely, oddly become super iconic. Right. Rose Nyland character. Yeah. I was I was always wondered why it was nonstop play on logo. I, I guess there's a, a cult following. They have a hu- huge, huge LGBTQ following. And also, I, my daughter's generation, there must have been a period of time where everybody was watching it when they were either coming home from elementary school yeah. or middle school. But they're yeah. huge fans, too, which is, I find that very funny. I, I want to uh, watch it now that we could be cast in it, which is sort of horrifying to me, but we could have been cast. <laughs> we could, we be, could be cast. In it. I don't, it? Beth, I don't know when it's going to, if it's going to cut us off in well, 20 seconds or in calm down. Five, <laughs> we're, okay. We'll just sign off I'm now. I'm scared of It'll the be, technology. Okay. Don't be scared of the technology. So, right. um, so we just wanted to put this episode out there to give our propers to the lovely Sydney Poitier, Peter Bogdanovich and Betty White. God We're not really them. putting this out there, are they? Oh, we are. And uh and we, we we'll haven't be... said enough about them to these 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 three fascinating people. Well, then we can the the cosmic um tradition is to lose three very great and uh beloved entertainers all within the span of maybe three or four days. And for this last uh trio, we lost Betty White. We lost Peter Bogdanovich and we lost Sidney Poitier and each in their own right made huge contributions to um, to the cultural cultural milieu as well as as to television, as well as to cinema. And, and they did groundbreaking things, each each and every one of them. Yes, they did. And much beloved, much beloved as not just as performers, but as people, too. Um, yeah. 
and it doesn't, ugh, you can say, okay, 99, 94. And I'm not sure how Peter was a much younger. I think he was almost- Peter. Peter to me was uh, of, of the new Hollywood from the seventies. You know, he was kind of hip and cool yeah. back in the day, but as time has gone on, uh, he's definitely contributed to the craft. Yeah. I think in, in, in multidimensional ways and uh, Betty, much beloved and Sydney Poitier. Yeah. Uh, what an elegant, amazing performer. And I, I just, he, he's the first black actor to win an Oscar, but yeah, for young people today, I, I thought Hattie McDaniel had won one, but actor maybe I... meaning male actor. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we'd gone to the, yes, yeah, so we were, we're still gender qualifying there, but, um, mm-hmm. So, just, so my pick for Poitier, 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 uh, Sydney Poitier would be Lilies of the Field. I don't. And what what would your pick be? Probably, uh, I would think Heat of the Night is really good. And for for my pick for Betty White would be Hot in Cleveland because she's just adorable <laughs> in that. And for Why? Peter Bogdanovich, I, I think it has to be the Last Picture Show. Yeah, I would agree. Last Picture Show, and also do the acting job. What? Bleh. Watch the acting job he does in um, The Sopranos. Very good. Right, what's very the other Poitier? Poit- now you've got me mispronouncing Poitier film. Poitier. Uh, there's To Sir With Love. Uh, is it The Concrete Jungle in the Heat of the Night? Yeah. Uh, yeah so many. Raisin in the Sun, which we want to do in Raisin in the February. Sun. Oh my God. Yeah. So, um, but three, three biggies gone. Three yeah. legends. True legends, true legends on and off so, the screen. So this will be just a short and we will, of course, cover each of these wonderful actors. I'm just going to use the unisex. I, I don't care to genderize them. Each of these <laughs> these wonderful actors uh, actor. give them their own episode coming coming up as we expand. But but it was so sudden. All these three in a row. Well, Terrible not, loss. not quite that sudden, but uh, I mean, Sidney Poitier was 94 Betty White. I didn't realize Sidney Poitier was that old. I didn't, for some reason, I was thinking he was in his 80s, but no, yeah. he's 94 years old. Betty White was 99. Ogdanovich was only in his 70s, though, right? Uh, I believe late 70s, maybe early 80s. Was he? I have to, I have to double check that. Okay. Because uh, I think he was in his 60s back in um, when The Sopranos was on. I'm not sure. I'd have to check that out. Uh, hold on. Hold on. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Oh, you're right. You're right. He was age 82. Much respect to their contributions, the three of them. Yeah. And and we'll give them their full due in future episodes. Yes. Yes. And I, I think we do a nice job at discussing the, the primaries in any film. You know, the director, the actors, the cinematographer. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we try to, you know, maybe maybe the screenwriter, but we try to give you that background as well as discussion on the film. Thank you for listening. Uh, Give us your feedback and don't leave your popcorn bucket on the bottom of the theater. And also, as we say, be kind, Sam, and rewind. That's right. All right. Have a great weekend, guys. Okay. Bye now. Bye.